Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe and thank you so much for coming back today, this week, this month and this year. Always such a pleasure to have you coming on and thank you all for your text messages, your phone calls, your emails. Because of that, I know this show is making a difference in your life and for that I am extremely, extremely pleased and of course... As always, I have a wonderful guest on, but as you know, I'm your go-for-it business strategist. I'm a speaker, and now I'm a two-time best-selling author, and the second book, I'm a co-author in Success Habits of Super Achievers. Woo! And it's a big book, too. We have a lot of fantastic people in there, Brian Tracy, Darren Hardy, a lot of personal development gurus, and of course, then a lot of us, too. So there's 80 different authors in it. If you'd like a copy of my chapter from that book, you can go to my website, joehosman.com. And remember, as always, I'm that female Joe, so it's J-O. So joehosman.com. For that information and more information on me, you can also go there as well. If you'd like a copy of the book, you can send me an email and or and or go to Amazon. So it's called Success Habits of Super Achievers. It just came out in September 2020, and it's just so very exciting. And um, I'm so honored to be in that book with so many great, great people. So again, uh, for a chapter, just go to joehosman.com. So now, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I love to bring on fantastic guests on my show. And Paul is a fantastic guest. And I cannot wait to have him come on and speak with you about everything that he has done. So Paul and I are in uh, Kyle Wilson's inner circle. And I've been in the inner circle since about November, maybe October of 2019. And um, when you get, and then of course the pandemic hit and all that. So instead of being in person, we've done a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of those type of things. But that's where I met Paul, who is my guest today. And I'm really excited to bring him on because when I heard him speak, I just knew I wanted him on this show. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about the English channel, but... He has not only swam it once, he's actually swam it twice. So, and that, ladies and gentlemen, takes a lot of perseverance. And you know, that's what my show is all about. Perseverance and guts and just go for it. Because as you know, the name of my first book is um, a woman's, go for it, a woman's guide to perseverance. So just, and just knowing how, what a dynamic personality Paul has And during a successful career as a mechanical and computer engineer, Paul became a Herbalife independent distributor in 1987, which ironically was the first um, network marketing company I was with back in the early 90s, and was introduced to the personal wellness and personal development industries by Herbalife founder Mark Hughes, like uh, the billion-dollar man Larry Thompson and America's foremost business philosopher Jim Rohn, who also I admire greatly. During his youth, he was on he was an English national standard competitive swimmer, representing his hometown of Bury St. Edmunds, and also a Suffolk County swimmer. In his late teens and continuing throughout his life, he has studied various forms of martial arts, including karate, tai I never don't say how to say this right, tai chai, and 
Q Gong. <laughs> I don't know, Paul, if I said that right. <laughs> anyway, in 2007, he achieved one of his lifelong goals by becoming only the 873rd person in history to swim, swim the English Channel. In 2008, he did it again, becoming only the 84th person in history to swim it twice. In that same year, he became the oldest known person to represent Great Britain at swimming when he competed in two FINA World Cup Open Water Grand Prix, <clears throat> excuse me, swims in Serbia and Mexico, respectively. Then, in 2010, he competed his third crossing of the English Channel as part of a six-person relay team. Oh, my goodness gracious. <clears throat> Paul's the CEO of Body and Mind Studio International, a naturopathic health coach, master of Dr. Peter Diaz. Adamos Institute of Human Individuality, a certified NLP practitioner and a certified John Maxwell team member. Him in, in 2008, he and his wife Becky started Body and Mind Studio International, International, providing personalized naturopathic nutrition. Paul, welcome to my show. Go for it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Charles. What, what an introduction. I, I, I don't know. I feel very humble listening to that. So thank, thank you so much for, um, for introducing me like that. And what I'd like to say is I bought that book, the, the Success Habits book, and uh, I, I, bought, I bought it, stuck it in my library. I just need to be smart enough to read it now. <laughs> oh, you will be, because I think I saw a picture of you on Facebook with that book. And, you know, even though I have it, I'm in it. I've only read probably a handful of stories so far, so I do need to read more of them. And yeah. they are so chock full of great wisdom and everybody's story. You know, everybody, some some talk about a personal story, some talk about more business, but it's all kind of combined into one. And it's really what brought us to where we're at today, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great for me to be introduced to um, Kyle Wilson's Inner Circle back in May this year. And uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a story how, how I got there, but I, I, I flew all the way to uh, Texas back back in uh, 2008, in January 2008. And mm -hmm. obviously, you're, you're in the middle of an election there in America, and I, and I yeah. remember landing in Dallas and sitting in a bar in 2008, and it was all about uh, uh, Obama. You, you know, Obama was doing mm -hmm. his, um, it was all on, on the TV, you know. So uh, uh, I, I got to Dallas, and the only reason I went there was to see Jim Rohn. He was, oh. he, he, was, he was supposed to be at this big seminar, and uh, there was lots of speakers there. There was John Maxwell there, there was Ron White, um, and there, there was, uh, who, who else was there? There was uh, um, my, my good friend Larry Thompson. I met him in, in the hallway, although he wasn't speaking. A lot of people there, but unfortunately, Jim Rome was taken ill um, the, the night before, and he, he couldn't make it, but it was there that I actually met Kyle Wilson. And uh, he, he was there just putting some books out on the shelf. And I, I, didn't, I didn't get to speak to Kyle at the time, but I just remember seeing him there. And I never forgot that. And, uh, you know, when the pandemic struck this year, I, I thought to myself, what a great time as we're all in lockdown. What a great time to learn more and to actually be able to help other people. You know, so, so and I thought this is I've got all these emails every week from Kyle. And, uh, and I kept thinking, wow. Now's the time. Someone is telling me something here. I need to. I need to join Carl Wilson's inner circle, and, and that's that's how it happened. All, all from going to see Jim Rohn, who didn't turn up in two thousand and eight. Yeah. So so it's great great to meet you, and, and I'm very excited to be here today. Yes, and thank you so much because I, you know, when I met Kyle, and it was in June of two thousand nineteen, so it hasn't been all that long ago. Um, but I was sitting at a real estate guys event, and 
they kept talking about Kyle. I'm like, well, who's this Kyle? And I think I need to meet him. So ladies and gentlemen, you need to meet Kyle Wilson. I, we, I like putting a plug out to him because he basically connected me and Paul through the inner circle. And, you know, of course, Paul, you know, we just know a bunch of people through the inner circle. So it has been just a true, true blessing. And yeah, who would have thought, you know, 12 years ago, you came to America, to Dallas, and here we are 12 years later, and you're part of his inner circle. So that's phenomenal. Absolutely. And there's a famous um, saying, which Jim, Jim, um, I always thought Larry, uh, Larry Thompson was the first person to do it, but uh, apparently it came from Jim and uh, Jim, Jim Rohn. And he, he always used to say, things don't just happen. Things okay. happen just. And, and that, this is one of those moments, isn't it? This is one of those moments. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've used it so many times over the years where you think, Wow, how did that happen? And this is just one of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes we want things to kick into gear faster than what they're supposed to be. And when that happens, a lot of times the great things don't happen and it will eventually happen in time. So, you know, back when I was 20 years or so ago, when I was in network marketing more than I am now, I dreamed of, you know, meeting Jim Rohn, meeting Brian Tracy, because they're all my personal development, um, people that I followed all the time. I would listen to Jim Rohn all the time uh, with my CDs in my car as I'm driving and, you know, going from appointment to appointment. And he was just, uh, yeah, he was like the world to me. And little did I know how many years later I meet his 18 year business partner, Kyle Wilson. That's right. Yeah. That's again, one of those things, things don't just happen. Things happen just, Hey, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you, Paul, having you on the show, and I'm so excited that you are. So, thank you, you know, very much. I, I, I'm sitting here in England, and uh, where where are you in America? You're, you're, so I'm in South Dakota. South Dakota, yeah. So what are we about four, four and a half thousand miles away from each other? And the power of the internet. Here we are chatting to each other live on the radio. Fantastic. And here we are chatting. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And when Paul and I were conversing back and forth, ladies and gentlemen. Um, because the show is international, it's heard in 60 different countries. So this is fantastic. And I haven't interviewed anybody international for quite a while. So it's really fun to, um, have you, but also, you know, Paul, what attracted me is just your dynamic personality and just the way you tell your story and how, and so what I'm going to ask is just tell us a little bit. And of course, as I announced in your, um, in your little bit of a bio that I read, is how you swam the English Channel twice and keep swimming until you get to France. Yeah, okay. Well, well. Um, if, if you go back to uh, 1980, I, I'd been a competitive swimmer. I was 17 years old in 1980. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, was, it was quite a funny story at the time. But uh, a guy called Mike Reed came to present the trophies to our annual club championships. You know, They always had like a, a bit of a local celebrity to come and uh, present these, these trophies. And this guy called Mike Reed came. And... Uh, I, I'd never heard of him, never heard of him, and, and he's still at the front. And he said, "My name is Mike Reed, and I'm the king of the channel." And so, so we sat there. You know, we, we were me, me and my friend and uh, Nigel. We, we 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 were pool swimmers. You know, we we we'd been up and down the pool so many times. You, you know, I, I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of lengths we've done. Never really been in the sea that much, other other than uh, you know, a bit on holiday. And uh, but he said, "I'm the king of the channel." And we said, "What does that mean?" And uh, at the time. He'd swum the English t- Channel 19 times. Oh, my 19 gosh. times. Oh my yeah. <laughs> and, and so uh, they award the title King of the Channel to the person who, who's done it the most at, at that particular time in history. And, uh, and we, we just sat there, you know, 17-year-olds, um, swimmers, and we, we, we were built like triangles. You know, our upper body was like triangles, you know, typical swimmer's body. And, 
And this guy was, for, I, I'm not being rude when I say that, and, and if you see channel swimmers, you, you'll see them, they're, they're quite fat. They're quite fat. You, you know, he, he, would, he, he didn't look like what we would call a swimmer. Uh, but he said he'd swum the channel, uh, you know, 19 times. And uh, long story short, at the end of that, after he presented all our trophies and went, my friend and, uh, Nigel and I said, you know, we, we, we ought to do this. We ought to swim the channel. We haven't done that. We, we've swum this length. We've done this. We've swum all these different uh, competitive uh, events. You know, we, we, we need to swim the channel. And this was in 1980. And there was no mobile phones, there was no internet, there, there, there was nothing other than a telephone and a telephone book. And so um, he explained that he was uh, from an organization called the Channel uh, Swimming Association. And uh, so we looked in the telephone book, nothing for Channel Swimming Association, and we phoned what's called over here Directory Inquiries, which, which says, yeah, can you give me the number for the Channel Swimming Association? And uh, they couldn't give it to us. There, there was nothing in the book. And so that was it. We were stumped. We, we were stumped. You know, wh where could we possibly go from here? And so uh, basically we, we gave up at that particular moment in time. We, we, we gave up. We, we gave up. And, and what, what, what we never thought of, which is the funny part of this story, what we never thought of is to ask the chairman of our swimming club how to get in contact with this guy. It didn't even enter our head. <laughs> you know, when, when, when I think back to that, I think, how stupid were we? You know, we did, it didn't even enter my head to ask this guy. And um, so, so yeah, we, we, we put it on the back burner, but it had always been on the back of my mind. And, uh, yeah, and I thought, some, someday, I just knew, someday I had to swim the English Channel. And, um, yeah, so... so that that was the that was the start of planting the seed, if you if you like. And uh, do, do you want me to carry on to the next bit? Or um, yeah. So as you see, you know, we have like four minutes until break. So we, we'll get into the full story after break. But so during your life until you swam it, let's just talk a little bit about that. So so it was always in the back of your mind. Did you ever get to a point that you thought, oh, forget it, I'm never going to do this? Never no. thought, you know. No, that, that, that didn't happen, um, oh, but, but, but what, what, I, what I did was at age 21, I thought I needed to do something different. So, so I did some, um, some, some Tai Chi, it was called actually, Tai Chi, uh, oh, yeah. Qigong, and some karate, and, and I got to brown belt in karate, and, um, and I, I came home one night, and, and this guy called Colin came, uh, came from Ware in Hertfordshire, about, about 60, 70 miles from us, and he came home, and he had on the side of his car um, Herbalife badges, uh, and... Oh, yeah. uh, and I was an engineer, you know, that, that's, that's what I did. And so, so I decided to, you know, he, he was obviously kept looking at me and I said, you know, what is Herbalife? And, and that was it. And, and he, he recruited me into his business. And because of that, I stopped swimming and I stopped doing uh, all the martial arts and I started doing Herbalife. And uh, so, so, so everything was still there in the back burner in my mind, but the Herbalife sort of took over. And, uh, and my, my, my very first month in the business, I did about $12,000 worth of business. I don't know how I did it. And, um, and, I, and I ended up going to this supervisor workshop in Chicago. So I was 24, never been to America before, and I flew off to, to, to go to this uh, supervisor workshop in, in Chicago. And uh, when, I, when I got there um, to see my hero, Larry Thompson, who, whose tapes I'd heard, uh, the millionaire training tapes, I'd heard them over and over and over again, um, there on stage was this guy called... Jim Rohn, <laughs> and that—that's how I got to meet Jim Rohn. You, you know, in in this hotel in uh, in in Chicago, 
and uh, he 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 just blew me away with the stuff he was saying. He, yeah. you know, he was saying things like, "For things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better." Well, I, I'd never heard anything like that before. Uh, you, you know, to, to to me, it was always it was the problem, not not me. You know, but he taught it. No, I was the problem. Yeah, you know, whatever I was trying to achieve, it was down to me to change to be able to do that. You know, so that's the first time I'd, I'd ever heard any of this stuff before, and uh, it really excited me and blew me away. And uh, you know, as I said, I did twelve thousand dollars of the business, which you know then is probably equivalent to you know getting on for twenty thousand dollars worth. Now, you know, this was nineteen eighty-seven. This was, and, and, and I was just like a babbling idiot, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to say, you got to get on this stuff, you got to get on this stuff. Why, why is that? I've got no idea. You know, you know it's just really good. You, you know, it's just crazy. It's just crazy stuff. And uh, but the, the important thing was the training we got. We, we we got trained about nutrition by Mark Hughes, you know, and we got trained about sales, but from Larry Thompson, and we got trained from personal development point of view from Jim Rohn. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that, that, yes, but the training, the training is just so phenomenal, and really, that's where I learned about Jim Rohn and a lot of, I probably learned about Larry Thompson, too, but that name doesn't sound as familiar as, of course, Jim Rohn and right. Brian Tracy and those guys, but ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after break, we're going to talk more to Paul because he's got such awesome, I just cannot wait for you guys to hear this story about how... Um, how successful, first of all, his life is, but also how he swam the English Channel, not just once, but twice. And it's it's just such a powerful, powerful story. So, ladies and gentlemen, we come back after break. You know if you have questions, you can give us a call at 1-866-472-5788. Um, yeah, 5788, sorry. <laughs> and then um, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. You 
are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Paul. Paul, thank you so much for coming on today. You just, just your, your, um, your tone and your voice and everything, it just always seems like you're happy. Is yeah, that true? I, I, I am happy, yeah. We, we, we all have bad days, but uh, yeah, yeah, generally I'm a happy person, yeah. Very yeah. Much. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I love interviewing people who are happy. It just makes it <laughs> a lot more fun. But anyway, right before break, we are talking about how you got into Herbalife, which is a network marketing company, but also the training that you learned. Now, did that training really help you move into greater depths into your career or um, how did that all work? Yeah, I, um, over, over the years, um, th- thing, things in the training, you know, a little bit like you, you I, I, every time I got in my car, I had Jim Rohn on, and uh, it becomes part of your life. Uh, what, what, what I found in the UK, though, you know, in, in the UK, I, I generally think people are not, not open to that type of training and type of development development uh, as they are in America you know it's, it's a different sort of culture in America and in, in, in some respects when I've tried to use it you, you know I uh, one of one of my goals was to get into into politics and uh, and and I did you know, after after uh, failing an election twice the third time I got elected and when I started using some of this philosophy in politics they didn't like it. <laughs> they they didn't like it because you, you know I, I'm actually an independent. I'm an in, independent politician, not in any party, and so therefore you, you know you're an outcast. You, you know, and when you try and use some of this um, training that you, you've used, the leadership training and everything, they don't like it. You, you know, but but I I, I would imagine I, I don't know, but I would imagine in America. Um, Perhaps not now, with with um, the, the way politics are in America now. I'd imagine that they would they would adapt to it better in America than they do over here. You, you know, but but de- definitely, um, I, I knew I wanted to start my own um, uh, computer business, which, which uh, and I did. You know, I I, I started it, and you know, it, it was successful. Then um, then through through a couple of health issues which developed from swimming the channel. No, not from swimming the channel. Should I say during uh, training for the channel? I decided to go back into the diet and nutrition side of things with Herbalife and, and also to develop on from there and, and, and change my lifestyle, change my, my diet. And, uh, and all, all the trainings that have taught me about never giving up on things have helped. Um, you know, all Jim Rohn's trainings have very much helped me to actually achieve my goals along, along the way. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that too because when we have challenges in our life, and everybody does, it's you know when we when we learn how to cope in a more positive way, that can also take us to the next chapter in our lives as well. Yeah, very much so. But uh, you, you know, going back to this like English type type thing, I had a lady uh, when when I said I was coming on your show today, I had a lady on Sunday night. And um, she she sent a really horrible message on a post, and 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 I looked at that and I thought, actually, no, this lady doesn't understand what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, you know, she she doesn't understand. I, I I'm saying we we are in um, an unprecedented pandemic in, in our lifetime, and there's lots of people out there who are having mental problems that they're, they're stuck indoors and that they can't see their families that there's there's lots going on both physically and mentally and what I'm, I'm trying to do you know by coming on here today I'm trying to say 
even in the middle of this pandemic, you know, you, know, you can change if you want to. You know, I, 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 I used this pandemic to join Kyle's inner circle. And from Kyle's inner circle, I'm on here today talking to you across the pond and, and hopefully inspiring other people that they can, they can do it too. It's not about me. It's about me helping you or helping other people. That's what I'm trying to do here, you, you know, and uh, that's what, you know, leadership is all about. It, it's, it's, a, it's about real people trying to help other people. And if you help enough people achieve what they want, you can have everything you want. That's key to it. Amen. Yep, that's true. That's so very, very true, Paul. And that's exactly why I knew I had to have you on the show. Because, well, and we we need to have that inspiration, but we also need to have to see how other people have done it. And you're right, during the pandemic, I have, now there's a lot of businesses that have closed, right? And there's a lot of stuff that's happened. And unfortunately, in this past week, I've known five people who have passed away or have had major medical problems hit in this past week. However, in this in the whole time since the pandemic, I've seen a lot of people start new things. Absolutely. I have seen them like do things that they never thought they'd do, like start gardening or like you, you join the inner circle or they branched out and started learning a new trade and just, you know, things that they never thought they would do, or at least maybe really? put off, you know, they're gonna do it in retirement and now they're, you know, thirty-five yeah. or forty, they're doing it now. And it is such a blessing to see that out of the bad, we can make the good, right? Very much so, very much so. You, you know, Jim, Jim Rohn used to say it so well. He used to say, um, you know, what do you think it's going to be like uh, the next sort of five, five, ten years? And he said, I can tell you exactly what it's going to be like. He says, the same as it's been for the last six and a half thousand years of recorded history. Opportunity mixed with difficulty. You know, we're, we're, we're in this time now, a difficult time, but all this shall pass. You know, and, and we, we need to... Take what's happening now and learn from it, but use the time effectively to plan the rest of your life. You, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm I'm sitting here the same as you. Um, I wouldn't have believed it six months ago. I, I'm in the middle of writing two books, two books. Um, one of them with Carl, and one of them myself, um, a, a more expanded version. And, and I'm also recording with 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 a, with a, 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 a guy who you know very well, Roy, Roy Smooth. I'm, I'm recording with him. Some of my phrases, which which is going to go onto onto Amazon, you know, you know, to actually help people. You know, I would never have thought I was going to do that six months ago. You right, know, but right. I'm no different to you. I'm, we're we're all, we're all people, but we just have to have that motivation. And you need to find a mentor. I think which is the thing the thing to do is to find a mentor who's going to inspire you, someone you trust, and someone says, "Look, I'm having trouble here. Let's let's go do it. Let's go do something. Tell me how to help this." And I I I, I after four years. I qualified as a John Maxwell team coach in August, in, in August, in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of lockdown. I, I qualified on that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm wonderful. So I'm saying that if I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Now is the time to be doing it, to plan the rest of your life. You know, it, it can be exciting to do these things. You, you know, take, it, take, it, take it from me. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I might be joining you on that Roy Smooth um, mix too, so you just never right. know. I'm I've yeah. been debating about it. So good for you. I'm glad you're going to be doing that. Yeah, so, great, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's talk about how you swam the English Channel because I yeah. want. Well, first of all, I'd heard the story once, but I want to hear it again, and then I also <laughs> want my worldwide audience to hear it. So talk to us about how you did that and what got you to really because. 
when you're 18, you're 17 and 18, you said you wanted to do it, but what brought it back to the forefront for you? Okay, so so yeah, I just mentioned the politics. So both both yeah. my wife and I have, have been in politics now since uh, about 2003. And uh, in 2006, she became, my wife became the mayor of Barry St. Edmunds. And normally when you're the mayor uh, in England, it's, it's a different sort of level of mayor than, than you'd get in America. It, it has no power. It's more of a figure. It's more of a chairman of the council it's, it's, it's the, when you're the mayor. But normally a mayor raises money for charity. So um, she was the mayor, and so I was therefore the mayor's consort. And, and I, I sat watching a program on television, and uh, I remember sitting there now as a guy called um, David Walliams, and he's a famous British comedian. You, you may not have heard of him in the state, but he, he was a famous British comedian. And th there was a one-hour documentary of um, how he swam the channel. And, and I was upstairs. Uh, our living room was upstairs, and our kitchen is downstairs, the, the way our house is here. And I was upstairs watching it, and my wife was downstairs, and she was cooking. And uh, I... I uh, I, I just sat there and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, that, that was my goal, wasn't it? I want to swim the channel. Yeah, I'm going to swim the channel. So I thought I'm going to have to go downstairs and tell the wife and uh, tell her I'm going to swim the channel. So um, I, I, I quickly looked at some statistics for it and, and, I, and, and I looked at it and it said, more people have climbed Mount Everest than have ever swum the English Channel. Th thousands more, thousands more, more people have climbed it. More than 500 oil and cargo tankers pass through the English Channel each day. And around 35 cross-channel ferries sail diagonally through the English Channel between Dover and Calais every day. And the water temperature in the English Channel in the height of summer is around 15 degrees centigrade. So that's about 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. So then the average times to swim the Channel range from uh, yeah, anywhere between 12 and 15 hours plus, continuous swimming in frigid waters. And I had barely swum a stroke in around 11 years, uh, and, and this was on July the 2nd, 2006, despite, uh, as you know, being a, being a swimmer. And now I was going to walk downstairs and tell my wife, <laughs> I'm going to swim the channel. <laughs> so so I, I plucked up the guts, and, and, and I walked downstairs, uh, and, and I said to her, I said, Becky, um, I'm going to swim the channel. And she looked at me and she said, um, what would you like for your evening meal? It was a moment I'll never forget. I said, no, 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 no. You didn't hear me. You know, I'm going to swim the English channel. And she, she sort of looked at me in the eye and she, she'd known me for about 11 years. Then, and she thought, I could, I could see her brain going, oh, my God, I think he's serious. You know, he's going to swim the English Channel. So, um, so we, we sat down and had our food, and, uh, and, and uh, we discussed it. And uh, she, she, she just knew there's no way was I not going to swim the English Channel. And, and so we discussed it, and then we had a set-off on a plan on how to do it. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was the why the why was to raise money for her charities you oh, know. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is kind of interesting how, how your politics is different because I sat on my city council for eight years ending as vice president and right. um, so it is a, it, it, that is a different scenario of how we do it but anyway go ahead now with your um, story of actually swimming the English channel yeah but so, so, so the first thing if you think about it so I had not swum uh, for 11 years. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't swum anything. So, so I'd, I'd done the martial arts, I'd done the herbal life, and, and I had not swum for 11 years. And uh, so, so you have to think, so now how am I going to get from here, 
not having swum for 11 years, to over here spending around 14 hours in 15 degrees centigrade water swimming from England through the busiest shipping lane in the world, dodging the Dover to Calais ferries and the tankers until you get to France. And to tell you the truth, I had absolutely no idea. No idea. All I did know was that I was going to swim the English Channel. And I, I had this burning desire to achieve this goal, which I'd first set when I was 17, and I was not going to negotiate with my dream. I decided that. I, I also said to people, write that down. Never negotiate with your dream. That's key. That's key yeah. right there. Never negotiate yeah. with your dream. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I, I, I decided I was simply going to get in the pool and start from where I was at that particular station in, in my life, which, as it happens, turned out to be 32 lengths of my local swimming pool in an hour. Um, and I, I then wanted to see, you know, where is this exciting journey going to take me? Where would it lead me? You know, 32 lengths. Obviously, I was going to have to do more than 32 lengths to get across the channel, you know. And uh, so, uh, so one of the first things that entered my head was when Jim Rohn's quote said about, he said about setting goals. And he said, and, uh, he said the reason for achieving a goal was more about the person you become by achieving it rather than achieving the goal itself. And that really struck a chord with me. You know, so what would I become you know, by achieving this goal? So uh, yeah, over the period of time, you know, from, from deciding to do it and getting in the pool and doing 32 lengths, I then had to work out how to do this. So one of the first things I had to do uh, was get in the seat. Uh, is imperative that I got in the sea, and uh, is a, a huge story about that, which I'll try and chop down. But we, we decided to do a swim on Boxing Day, two thousand and six, in the North Sea, and uh, so 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 what what we did, we drove to Felixstowe, and I was absolutely terrified because the water in Felixstowe was six degrees centigrade. I, I, I don't know what, sh what that is in Fahrenheit, but, you know, it's just a, it's 60. It's, I think it was about five and a half degrees. So, so it's about five and a half degrees above freezing point. And um, to, 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 to actually get in the water in a pair of Speedos, you know, your, 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 your skimpy swimming trunks, hat and goggles, because that's all you're allowed to wear. To, to get in that water was going to be not only a challenge, I, I was terrified because, because I was terrified of hypothermia. I, did, I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. And uh, so I, I, I got down to um, Felixstowe, stepped in the water, and uh, everyone, everyone was doing this charity uh, dip. They all ran in and run out, and they were out by the time I was up to my Speedos, you know, in this frigid water. And I, I can't tell you how cold it was. It was absolutely freezing. But as, as, I, as I sort of plunged my face in, in, in the water, it was just as if an elephant had trod on my head whilst being plunged into a bath of ice naked. That's what it felt like. I, it, I was completely disorientated. And, and I, I just thought to myself, my God, this is so cold. But somehow, just somehow, I was in that water for 35 minutes. One, one mile, I swam one mile against the tide and, and, and I completed that swim, and I knew then that if I could do that, I could swim the channel because the channel's not going to be that cold. You know? So that was a real testing, testing swim for me to do that particular swim. Yeah, so, that would so, be tough. That yeah. would be getting into that frigid cold water with just a speedo on and your yeah. goggles. Oh my gosh, that would be. Yeah. That yeah. right there is you never negotiate with your dream. Absolutely. That right there would. Yeah. 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 Good for that, you. That, that was a that was a challenging one, but but you had to do that 
to actually yeah. get to the next phase, which was starting doing some distance work in, 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 in the sea. Uh, so that, that was key. That was a fundamental part of the training, to get in that water and do that. And uh, yeah, and to, but to, to achieve that, I, I will never, ever forget that feeling of how cold it was to get in that sea on Boxing Day in the North Sea. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, the North Sea goes up to Antarctica. <laughs> oh, it just it it makes really me cold, cold thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we have about a minute and a half until break. So when we come back after break, we'll, we'll finish up that because I want them to know exactly, you know, keep yeah. swimming until you hit, until you reach France. Yeah, and I yeah. think that is so powerful um, and just, how you had to keep that going in your mind yes. to keep swimming until you hit France, you know, okay. um, yeah, I, 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 I personally don't know the distance. So when we come back after break, you can tell us all that. Um, okay. I should have looked that up before, before yeah, the show. No, anyway. I'll, distance. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you as soon as you get back. Yeah. 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 So then uh, we'll, you know, we'll know about that. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after break, we're getting a lot more information and yeah, definitely stay tuned because I want you to hear this story. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at JoeHausman.com. That's J-O at JoeHausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my wonderful guest Paul. So I want to get right back into it, Paul. I want to talk about your experience swimming the English Channel. So um, you had just you had just started, you had just done that one. Was it one mile lap or one, one mile, mile swim? So tell us yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. In answer to your question just before the break there, um, in a straight line, the English ch- Channel is 21 miles in a straight oh, it's line. 21 miles. Okay. Yeah. But, but okay. it's across a shipping lane. It's the busiest shipping lane in the world. That's, that's, that's the right. key. Yeah. 
but you can't swim in a straight line because of the tides. And so, so you normally swim somewhere around 30 to 40, uh, it depends how quick you are, 30 to 40 miles, the, the actual swim, because of the, uh, you know, the, the, the tides and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what that I makes did, me tired uh, thinking about it. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what I did the um, uh, it was in, into June now. We're going into June. Um, I, I wanted to actually find out um, how uh, yeah, how to actually swim a channel from, from from an expert. So you remember that Mike Reed was the the king of the channel. Well, Alison Streeter was actually the queen of the channel. And she actually holds the world record for the number of English Channel swims. And, and wait for it, wait for it. She's actually completed 43 English Channel swims, which is just astonishing. You, you know, and there, there I was, not having swum it at all. And so, so I wanted to get get out of her. You know, what was her ultimate secret of swimming the English Channel? And uh, you know, who else to, better to get it from than the world record holder? So our, our, our local BBC radio um, station, our BBC Radio Suffolk, you know, you've probably heard of the BBC in, in, in America. They're, they're like, you know, CNN and all these people. But the BBC gave me this uh, microphone and, and, and I went down to her and I, I booked an appointment to meet her and see her. And, and I held this digital microphone in front of her mouth. And I said to her, you know, th so this is the key to swimming the channel. I said, I want to know what it is. I said, Alison, what's the secret? to swimming the English Channel. And, and, I, and I stood there and I had a big smile on my face like I have right the second time <laughs> thinking about it. And I leaned in and uh, eagerly awaited her response, placing the microphone right in front of her. And she was about to give it to me, you know, the secret. And this is what she said. I will say, write this down, write this down. She said to me, get in the water, start swimming, put one arm in front of the other and keep swimming until you get to France. <laughs> and so uh, I, I, I looked at her and I thought, yeah, yeah, what, what else, what else? And she turned around, walked away, and she turned around and she said, that's it. And I was still holding the microphone out and still smiling. <laughs> and I thought, okay, okay. Get in the water, start swimming, put one arm in front of the other, and keep swimming until you get to France. Well, I thought, well, that, that's obvious, isn't it? Of course it is. It's obvious. Well, what did she, what did she mean? What did she mean? And, and I went back to my hotel room, and, and I sat there, and, and I was trying to work out what she meant. Uh, I mean, there's got to be more to it than that. And then uh, I sat there, and I, I got it. I got it. I suddenly got what she meant. And you see, like, for many of us, we have, we have a dream to achieve something great. And it could be absolutely anything. You know, it could be running a marathon, starting a business, swimming the English Channel. It could be anything which will stretch us and take us out of our comfort zones. And as we start on our journey to achieve our, to achieve our dream, someone says, boo, and we quit. Someone says, you know, speaking, you're no good at public speaking, and we quit. Someone says, leadership, you're not a leader, and we quit. Someone says, sales, you're, you're not going to get involved with sales, you're not a salesperson, and we quit. But that one sentence from Alison made me realize this, and she, this is what she, she made me realize. She said, whatever goal you have in your life, whether it be in business, in your personal life, your political life, your sporting life, those simple words, when applied to whatever it is you're trying to achieve, will enable you to achieve your goal. 
So what exactly did she mean uh, by those very simple and obvious, yeah, that very simple sentence? And this is what I think she meant. When you get in the English Channel, the water is going to be very, very cold. But just keep swimming until you get to France. When you're in the Channel, you're going to get very, very tired. But just keep swimming until you get to France. When you're in the Channel, you'll very probably get stung by jellyfish. But just keep swimming until you get to France. When you're in the channel, you're going to have self-doubts about whether you can keep going, you know, especially one mile off the coast, which they call the graveyard of channel swimmers. But just keep swimming until you get to France. Just keep swimming until you get to France, no matter what. That's what she meant. And uh, Jim Rohn said it so simply, how long should you try? The answer is until Yep. Until, no, just right. keep swimming until you get there. <laughs> so right. that's, yeah, that was the secret she gave me, and uh, it, it just it blew my mind how simple it was, you, you know. And uh, but that was the secret, and and uh, yeah, it applies to anything you do, doesn't it? Basically, means never give up. That's right. Never, never give, give up. up. Nothing so great is easy. Oh, yeah, mm. isn't that the truth? So when you did it, so the very first time you did it, because you did it twice, how long did it take you to swim it? Yeah, so on, on July the 10th, 2007, I swam from England to France in 13 hours and 52 minutes, uh, becoming only the, the 873rd person to swim it. And that, that particular swim um, was 52 kilometers, about, 30, about 33 miles. So it's 13 hours, 52 minutes. And then the following year, September the 12th, 2008, um, I, I, I swam through the night in the pitch black, the pouring rain, no moonlight. It was a dreadful, dreadful night. And I swam from England to France in 13 hours and three minutes, which was 49 minutes faster, becoming only the 84th person in history to swim it twice. Oh and um, I, I noticed you said twice, but I, I always say three times because on well, July... You're with a group of people, right? Yeah, but it, it, it was uh, um, on July the 4th, 2010, we, we swam a, a relay. Uh, we, we did a relay, Team Irena International Relay, and we swam from England to France in 12 hours and 44 minutes. You know, so so that, that, that particular swim was very, very challenging in itself because all the swimmers were being sick, and we had people. Uh, one lady was such a slow swimmer that when she got in, we actually went backwards in the channel but you have to keep swimming yeah you know, that she went backwards on her from when to when we got in the water to when she got out we'd gone back <laughs> gone oh. backwards so oh. the next we got in we had to catch make up make that up you know yeah. so pe people say arena oh that doesn't count well to me that that counts you know we i have three certificates to say absolutely. that i swam the channel <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah i forgot that you had done it with the relay too yeah. well, good for you. and there were six of you on that team yeah, six, six, it's a six-person relay, yeah, yeah. And, and when you've been in the channel for an hour and you, you have to get out, it's, it's all done, yeah, it's very, very set procedures, just like any relay. Um, the, the, the horn on the boat goes, someone jumps off the back, they have to swim around the back of you and come up behind then overtake you, and then you have a minute to get out. So you have to get out within that minute. And then you dry yourself and, and you're, you're shivering like this because you've been in there, it's so cold. And then... And then you have to warm yourself up, get something to eat. And then says, someone says, right, your turn again. And you think, oh, no, I've got to get back in again. You, you know, and, and, and everyone have been sick on the boat. So, you know, 
don't ever knock a channel relay. <laughs> oh that that almost seems more yeah. challenging. Was that more challenging than doing it yourself? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. I'd rather be in there on my own, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, because getting in and out of the boat, I think, would just be a challenge in itself. I mean, getting yeah. cold and then getting warmed up again and all that. Yeah. Well, Alison Streeter will tell you the story of how um, when, when, when she, she was um, getting out, uh, once she, she got hit by the propeller of the boat and ripped all her shoulder apart. Uh, you, you know, so it's, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted doing any type of channel swim, whether it's a relay or a solo. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty unique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Paul, you have had such fascinating stories. And it's just once you put your mind to it, and I love what you said, never negotiate with your dream. Because it doesn't matter how many more years later, because how many years later was it? From uh, 1980 yeah. until 2000, was it 2007? Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, so 27 years from when I first decided to do it to when I actually did it. So 27 years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. never so give up on his Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to have, um, when you're setting yourself goals, it's important to have short-term goals and long-term goals and tick them off as you do it because um, – uh, what one one thing I, I really learned about that, and, and it's the it's the reason I did it a second time. It's the reason I did it a second. The only reason I did it a second time was having achieved a twenty seven year goal. At the end of it, after about three days after I did it, I got really depressed. Oh. Really depressed. It was like way up here, way up here, way up here, and there was an woof way down there. You, you know, because you suddenly think. Well, now what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, because you've achieved this goal. So it's important uh, that, that when you have these goals that you've got another one planned. And uh, I, I think, yeah, you, you can Google this, but the, a lot of the early Apollo astronauts used to have, um, uh, a lot of them had mental problems when, when they came back from the moon. Cause, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay like swimming to France. But, you know, when, when you've been to the moon and back, you know, where do you go from there? You know, so, right, right. so, so a, lot of, a lot of these astronauts had, had, um, had a lot of problems. So, so now a lot of these, the, the, all the newer astronauts, they actually train them to have goals yep, after okay. they've been on their mission. You know, so it's important to have all these long-term goals and these short-term goals written down and tick them off as you do. Yeah, well, however yeah. big they are, you, you know, Jim Rohn talks about he always wanted to go to Madrid. And when the plane, when the wheels touched down on the ground, he ticked it off. He'd, he'd been yep. to Madrid. Yeah, yeah, you know. Right. So, any goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, write them down. Yeah. And and I heard that from um, a trainer who trains like professional athletes, because once the you know once the event is done, they would get depressed. They'd put weight on, so he constantly had to have them think about what their next goal was. You know, they might he might let them take some time off, but not too much time. Because if the next goal was a physical challenge, you had to get right back into that goal again. Yeah, and, right. um, so, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's exactly what you have to do because of the fact that after that goal is achieved, there's kind of, yeah, like you said, there's kind of a letdown. You're like, okay, well, I've done that, been there, yeah. done that. Yeah. Well, what's the next? Yeah, right. so, you know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, one, one one week after my second channel swim, um, I don't, I'd, I'd booked a, uh, I'd, I'd booked a, a race. It's called the British Long Distance Swimming Association. Um, uh, it was one of, one of their races. It's only four and a half kilometers, uh, but I booked that a week after my first channel, uh, my second channel swim, because I knew I didn't want to be depressed after it. And sure enough, I did it. And the, the, the crazy thing is another story. But um, I, I was then called a veteran because I was forty five. I was a veteran, oh. and uh, but I actually won the race. And, and initially, they gave the trophy for the fastest man to the guy who comes second to me 
and they gave me the veterans trophy. And I oh. said, I said hey, hang on a minute. I said, you can't do that. He said, well, you can't have both trophies. I said, why not? Oh. I said, I won. <laughs> you can't say I didn't win because I'm 45. I won. Right. Right. And uh, after a lot of uh, weeks hassling, um, they, they, they went, went and picked the trophy up from this other guy, drove all the way up to me, and they, they presented me with the other trophy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had never been done before in the history of the British Long Distance um, um, Swimming Association. You know, they, I, the, a veteran had won the senior men's race and the veterans race. It had never been done before, you know. Good so uh, you. I, like, I like to do things that never been done before. <laughs> Amen. I'm the same way, Paul. I'm the exact same way. But now we only have a couple minutes till the end of the show. And so, oh, Paul, this has been such a phenomenal show. And thank you so much for coming on and Absolutely. sharing your wisdom and sharing your knowledge and your achievements. I mean, that is just fantastic. And now what I always ask, and the end of the show always comes up so fast, but what I always ask is if there's some last parting words you could leave for my worldwide audience. Yeah. Okay. Firstly, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been, been, a, been an honor yes. and I've enjoyed it. And, uh, I, I always like to say, um, whatever goal it is you have, uh, if you think of my one, uh, I simply got in the water, started swimming, put one arm in front of the other, and kept swimming until I got to France. That's how I achieved that goal. But, but your, whatever goals, this is my advice, whatever goals you have, my advice to you would be just keep swimming. Be the difference and just keep swimming. doesn't matter what it is. Love it. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for coming on today. And all the way from the UK, I think you're about six hours ahead of me, aren't you? Yeah, it's just coming up to seven o'clock now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're yeah. six hours ahead of me. So thank you so much for giving up your time today and sharing with my worldwide audience. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, always, 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 I want you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. So you can go to my website, johosman.com. And then if you have questions for Paul, if you want to send them to me, I can certainly forward them on to him as well. But always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. And so go out and be great today and be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. We need that in today's world. Be a blessing to others. Have a great week. God bless. And we're going to see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.